just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. Who are Kenyatta and Jack? We're just friends who are Gen Xers, former Air Force brats, parents, taxpayers, and citizens of the Earth. And we're here to save it one podcast at a time. Hey, hello, guten tag and howdy. We are back again for another episode. We're so glad y'all are joining us. In case you missed it, it is us, Kenyan and Jack. And once again, we're here to save the world. It is our ever-present and ongoing journey, just like the crew of the USS Enterprise. May it never end. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. How are you doing over there, sir? I'm doing all right. Uh, I I took your advice, and you know I thought I was at the beginning of a cold, and took some emergency, and drank some OJ, and I seem to hopefully have avoided that bad boy getting worse. Good deal. Good deal. I'm I'm still working through the end of mine. Um, I mine may sound just a little a little stuffy. My apologies, but. It's having its way with me, and I don't appreciate it a bit. So, right now I've got extra water and cough drops nearby, so I'm I'm good to go. Good to go. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Cough drops and water is a good thing to have when your I mean, throat is dry and scratchy. It is. It, well, it may be by by the end of this, but I'm gonna hang in there, guys. For you. For you listening, friends. We do it for you. Yes. And with that, have a good day. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, so if you're listening to this, we're coming up. You'll know that we are coming up on the end of yet another year. And so in a few days, we'll be waving bye-bye to 2022. It's been a hell of a ride. I think yeah. we've probably been we've been saying that with some emphasis since 2020. I think. I think. Yes, the world has kind of gone crazy since 2020. Each year, kind of seems to have just when you think everything's going to stop and slow down, it gets crazy again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Obviously, for us, 2022 was way worse than previous years, but anyway, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we are we are working it through and thank goodness that everybody will make it into the new year. So we are all grateful and blessed for that. Oh boy. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, anyway, with uh you know, I'm looking forward to a brand shiny new year coming along and I'm hoping that it's a great year for for everybody and for World peace. And or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. Sorry. <laughs> charges. Yes. We're waiting for charges. Indictments. We're waiting for charges to be pressed like pants at the cleaners. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, be, we definitely are. <laughs> that would be that would be a way to, to ring in the new year. Now it's in some charges. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, special prosecutor Jack Smith. Uh, if ever there was a man with the who should have the nickname of "F around and find out," it's that guy. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> but, so we shall see, though. I mean, there's never there's never any guarantees with any of this, but yeah, we shall see. We shall yep, see. yep. We will see what we will see. Hopefully. It'll be a day of celebration. The children run in the streets singing and dancing. Yes. yes. Grown men frolicking about the, their states. Frolicking. I love that word. <laughs> yeah, we need to start using frolicking more in this country. Bring it back. That should be that should be our, our push for 2023. Yeah. People Make, need to... People need to frolic more. <laughs> Make America frolic again. 
have a silhouette of someone dancing with little little ribbons. <laughs> Mafa making <laughs> people are like what the hell is this? You know what it is. Stop playing. Stop playing. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that should be our signature platform for twenty twenty three. Make America frolic again. <laughs> That's right. Oh my. Any hoot. So chugging along. I guess we're gonna go into our uh WTFs. Yeah. Since we switched it up on you guys on our last episode, we're switching it back. That's right. So, so we do keep you on your toes. There's just so much happening in the world that you can't go two weeks without a WTF. Although you can't go a day without a WTF lately, but not at all. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say it's your turn. But even if it's not, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, here's my WTF. In the wonderful world of if you don't want to be called a fascist, quit doing fascist things, Republicans, Texas Attorney General, uh, what is it, Ken Paxton, put in a request to the Texas Department of, what is it, DMV, public safety, whatever it is, to get a list of all people who have requested gender gender changes and name changes on their driver's license and state IDs. So that he can have a, have this register, this list or registry so that he can go and check on these people to make sure that they were over 21 when they requested it and that they did not get any, you know, hormone blockers or anything like that to, um, transition. So first of all, if they've already done it, even though you have that new law that you can't do it to people under or people under 18 can't receive any medical care for that. Mm -hmm. If it's already ha you know, been requested for a change, it already happened before the law. So yeah. even though your law is stupid and unconstitutional and insane, they didn't yeah. break the law because there was no law to break at that time. Correct. Two, I seem to recall in the early parts of the 1930s, there was this little country in Europe um, called Germany. Mm -hmm. there was this, yeah, yeah. There was this man who had a notable mustache that he so ruined that mustache. No one alive has it unless you are a fan of his. Mm. And what was one of the things he did? Oh, yeah. He had registries of Jews and homosexuals and... Uh, well, there were lots of groups that he had lists of. And you know what he started doing with that registry list? Uh, what's the thing? Um, in prison. Mass in extermination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, hello, Republicans. This is uh -huh. why people are calling you fascist because you're doing fascist stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just a thought. Just a thought. I don't think it's too much of a leap of logic to say that, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, but if, oh, sorry. I was going to say, if you are a conservative Republican, you're going to go, well, don't liberals want to have a registry of guns? The two things are different. They're not, that is not the same thing. One is a registry of people that might potentially go and start shooting up people and kill them. And the other one is to, I don't know, eliminate you or imprison you. I mean, yeah, there's that. There is that. But of course, one is just like the other, according to them. So, right. Democrats get to do it. By God, Republicans can't too. Yeah, okay. Whatever. The, the cognitive dissonance is, is loud and it hurts to listen to. But yeah, go ahead. To fake <laughs> outrage. Yeah. Ugh, it's so gross. It's WTF for multiple reasons, but really that is a scary thought. Mm-hmm. 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 Very, very, very scary on, you know, the state attorney general wanting to do a list like that and then people not having an issue with it. Here we go. I would like to interject with something that has absolutely nothing to do with what you just said. Enlisting yeah. friends, you, you can't see us, but I'm going to describe it for you. 
Jack has a virtual background of <laughs> the late Alec Guinness in characters Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it looks like they are about to drop the hardest mixtape of 2022. I just had to put that out there. We are. It's called Hello There. <laughs> Featuring such tracks as these are not the drones that you're looking for. Yep, yep. So. Yep. The other one is um, Fighting Sith Lords is our speciality. Basically. So run out and get that when it drops, guys. It's guaranteed yep. to be a banger. Yep. Okay. Coming right back. <laughs> you know? Oh. What are you going to do? If, if you can't have... If you can't have just a little levity when talking about possibly, you know, Gestapo population control tactics, what can you have fun with? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, I don't know. My thing is just leave people alone. Basically. What, what does it matter to you if somebody who's, whatever, 25 does to their body? What do you care? Quit, mm -hmm. quit being so concerned with everybody else and just focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, be yeah. concerned about other people, but I'm talking, you know, like, oh, hey, this person's hungry. Let's help feed them. You know, that concern is different than, oh, yeah, no, pal, you can't put tattoos on yourself. That's that's awful. There's a difference between concern and control. Right. And that's that's what they that's what they're trying to do when. They insist upon having laws like this. They're trying to control what you do and what you think and what you're supposed to believe. Yeah. That is true. That is true. So anyway, that's all I got. I'm, that's really kind of an episode in, in amongst itself, really, if you think about it. But mm. um, we're recording at a slightly different time. It's a Saturday morning, and I don't want to you know, rant for an hour and a half and then have the rest of my day ahead of me. <laughs> I mean, fair. You know, all I was going to do was just take a short nap and then watch movies. But fair. It's fair. I understand. <laughs> I understand. So, all right. So, my WTF is slightly less intense, but no less disconcerting. Does that make sense? Okay. That does. Okay. Uh, a Florida woman. I'll stop right there, friends. You already know what goes on in Florida. Nonsense. Yeah. A Florida woman is accusing Kraft Heinz of misleading advertising based on the time it takes to prepare a single serving cup of microwavable mac and cheese. Amanda Ramirez says that the claim that the Velveeta shells and cheese takes only three and a half minutes to make is misleading. And that's the only that she says that's the time it takes for it to cook, and it doesn't count preparation such as adding the water, stirring it up, and then letting the just cheese sauce thick. And once you take it out of the microwave, and she is suing I with mean, a 15-page class action lawsuit. Yeah, I mean. So. <laughs> yeah, that extra, lawsuit, that additional minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just, that blows your whole day up right there. Yeah. The lawsuit seeks more than $5 million in damages and looks to cover consumers in Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Utah, New Mexico, Alaska, Iowa, Tennessee, and Virginia who purchased the mac and cheese cups during the applicable statute of limitations, period. Do you live in Virginia? Have you purchased any of that during that time frame? You might as well get in on it and get your 10 bucks. I don't think I have. I've, I've gotten, I like mac and cheese, but I think I've gotten to the point where I just, I, I eat it on special occasions. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think we had it for Thanksgiving. So. Well, dang it. You know, you, you're, you're missing out. You're, I guess so. But I, I guess you're going to see if Kendra, she's younger. She's probably uh, had some. She needs to get in on that. I'm going to check with her and see if she's bought this Velveeta because Kraft is up to some bullshit, basically. Yeah, yeah. So. Lie about the prep time of Velveeta shells and Mac, and the next thing you know, you're going to be lying about cheese. Basically, you know, it's not real cheese. <gasps> just for kicks, though, I went and did a little math because I just wanted to see 
if this woman was indeed getting her money's worth, because since she you know she's, she's so concerned about time being wasted. I'm like, is she even getting her money's worth by buying the single serving as opposed to just a whole box of Velveeta shells and sheets? So I looks it up and our local our local area here, according to Walmart, the single serving Velveeta shells and cheese goes for a buck fifty seven for a little canister or a little cup or whatever, two point three mm-hmm. ounces. Which averages out to roughly sixty-five cents an ounce, kind of high. But your average twelve-ounce box of this same product, Velveeta's shells and cheese, goes for three dollars and forty-three cents inflation. Even still, that averages out to twenty-eight cents an ounce. If she was really that concerned about things, I would also be concerned about the fact that you buying the serving, the single serving size. Is not a good value. It's just not. Yeah. But you're con- you're concerned about the fact that it takes more than three and a half minutes. Never mind that the lawsuit doesn't specify how long it did take her. Five minutes? Six? Did you did you sit down on your phone and scroll through TikTok while waiting for the cheese to thicken? So, you know, you thought it took that long when it really didn't because mm-hmm. you just weren't paying attention. Come on. <laughs> Come on, I need details. This is this is bullshit. Come on, lady. Just yeah. Don't find something else to eat. Find some other kind of quick pasta. Get the little rice ones. Those work pretty good. I need people to stop wasting time. Okay. I just had a thought. What if mm. instead of craft, if they you know settle or lose, giving everybody ten or fifteen bucks? What if they gave them an NFT digital trading card of various Velveeta products? You know, no, they could have some of them in like superhero costumes, like a cowboy, a race car driver, or simply a big bowl of Velveeta cheese melting well, out yeah. of the bowl. I mean, I think that probably will do it for some people. Hmm. Yeah, like like a thing of Vel of Velveeta shells and cheese like erupting from a bowl like a volcano. Yes. Yes. I think that would do it for some people. They would love that. Yeah. The value of each could say be ninety nine bucks. Hmm. It's a good way to settle it. They could go ahead and print it out and frame it and that would be a conversation piece every time they had company. Oh I have Once to say again. though, America. And that's the good and bad part about America is that you are free to express your displeasure and demand compensation for goods and services that you're not satisfied with. And the bad part is that you are free to express your opinion and how dissatisfied you are with goods and services that you're providing. Yeah. The fact that she actually got a lawyer to do this is a mind blower. What, what exactly, what part of your day was that important that you felt like you need to be compensated for an extra three minutes that it took to fully prepare microwavable mac and cheese? I know. What is that? How is that three minutes so damn valuable to you? I mean, really? I, 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 I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. I had to read the story twice. I was like, uh, and apparently, oh, I should add, the lawsuit says that she intends to purchase the same product again, quote, when she can do so with the assurance that its representations are constituent within its abilities, attributes, and or composition. Yeah, I guess, I bet she was one of the people that was irate when Subway's footlong Subs were in fact only eleven inches. Dear God, she probably she probably took to her bed for a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but there it is, America in a nutshell. Yeah, and I actually mean, in both in both of ours, America, America, yeah. Yep, yep. Although on the subway thing, that does show that that was probably a man's twelve inches and not a female's twelve inches, which would be the real twelve inches. But don't. Sorry, I just had to. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's it. That's what we got. That's America. 
That's America for you, listening friends. There it is. We're still happy to be here, though, in spite of it all. Or we maybe are. because of it. Who knows? Who knows? We Who are knows? Solving, solving the important issues one bowl of mac and cheese at a time. Indeed. So if you're thinking about it, friends, for your holiday meal, just know. I mean, if you're having a holiday meal, chances are you're not going to use a single serving one. But just know. Try to find something other than craft, you know, because they're up to, they're up to BS. Don't let them con you. So yeah. there it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> I'd say our WTFs covered a wide, a wide spectrum today. I think so. I think so. I think we touched on a little bit of, a little bit of everything. So I'm, I'm yeah. satisfied. satisfied. Fascism and frivolous. The two F's. Yes. Yes. <laughs> America, see how they all steal raps? America. Fascism and frivolism. That's our other slogan for 2023. Fascism and frivolism. Yes. Yes. Gosh. We do too much. <laughs> yeah. If you guys aren't laughing, at least we're getting a kick out of it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, so... Last uh, episode, if you've listened, we uh, discussed the history of that most sacred of holidays, Christmas. So today, because we are coming up on the end of the year, we thought we'd discuss New Year's traditions around the globe, the world, the planet, which yes. is indeed flat. So... Of course, I mean, yeah. Yeah, jeez. I'm glad somebody proved it after all this time. Anyway, we've been waiting for the experts. The the sarcasm is dripping in this episode. It's just overflowed the, the pot. The sarcasm this episode is amazing, and we just started. We did. It's it's like the Velveeta mac and cheese. <gasps> Poof! Yeah. Just like that. But... Yes, we are indeed going to delve into New Year's traditions around the world. Um, some of which I was um, pleasantly surprised about when I, I did some research on this. Like, these are very interesting traditions. So, All right. going to I'm ready to learn. Jump, we're going to jump right in. So, some of the traditions or a lot of the traditions around the world uh, for New Year's Eve as well as New Year's Day or just bringing in the New Year's have to do with foods. So one of those traditions, which I personally can attest to because we do it every year in my family, is eating Hopping John, which is a mix of black-eyed peas, pork, and rice on New Year's Day. And having this dish the um, is meant to give you good luck and peace for the rest of the year. Now, according to History.com, Hoppin' John's was and still is often eaten with collard greens, which can resemble which can resemble paper money and quote golden cornbread, and the peas themselves represent coins. Some families boast the potential of their Hoppin' John's by placing a penny underneath their dishes or adding extra pork, which is thought to bring more luck. And the way my family tends to eat it is just the black-eyed peas and the rice, but we make sure we have it. Every year. I can't think of a year, honestly, that we have not had it. So it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, that's one of those traditions that I believe derived out of the South, if I'm not wrong. But it's just yeah. one I've always known about, and I'm always delighted to see it up here. So Yeah, that's a Southern <laughs> thing, because my mom and dad's family are all from the Midwest, and that is not something uh, that they do, or at least in Indiana, where they're from. So. I do yeah. believe the black eyed peas tradition is a Southern thing. Yes. Yes. Now in Italy, they have a dish of the same sort, but lentils serve the same function as the black eyed peas. And I, again, I find it, I find these things interesting. And then just to touch back to last, last week's episode where you find a little bit of everything in the kinds of traditions that we have here in America. So I found that very interesting that they have something similar to that over in Italy. Yeah. In the Philippines, it is customary to eat 12 round fruits 
one for every month to ensure a year of abundance. And I'm, I'm assuming that this is intended for you to eat these fruits as the year crosses into the new one, which I find will probably be extremely difficult because I have trouble eating just two fruits in the morning for breakfast. But hey, <laughs> this tradition, and I imagine they, I imagine they've managed, they, they worked out a way to work around that as the do, years have gone on. Do so. grapes count as round? Because if it's, grapes count as round, there's your workaround right there. Twelve grapes. Well, it's funny you mention that because in Spain, it is customary to eat twelve grapes, one at each stroke of the clock at midnight on New Year's Eve. Each grape represents good luck for one month of the coming year. And in bigger cities like Madrid and Barcelona, people gather in main squares to eat their grapes together and pass around bottles of cava. So, yes. And I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, a grape for each stroke of the clock. Even that's tricky. Yeah. Honestly. Unless you just swallow them jokers whole. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. I don't know. Small, a small glass of wine, maybe. Like a grape wine. Grape <laughs> yeah. wine. <laughs> just wash it down. Just keep going. Just keep going. And then you're literally out of breath as soon as the clock finishes striking. I don't know. Happy New Year. Anyway. So, also in the Philippines, uh, it is considered, fish is considered a very good New Year's entree since fish only swim in one direction, forward, like the movement of time. I like those kinds of things that are, that are figurative like that and metaphorical. It's a very good image. For the Jewish New Year's, Rosh Hashanah, apples dipped in honey are a traditional treat. And in Turkey, locals smash pomegranates on their doorways for New Year's. The belief is your good fortune in the coming year is directly proportional to the number of seeds that fly out of the fruit upon impact. I'm thinking to myself, can you really control that? And then probably yes. I'm sure they found some kind of, some kind of way to make each, each throw Worth its weight. Probably. If, they, if it's traditional like that, and they probably had thousands of years to do it, somebody's perfected it. Somebody's yes. dropping pomegranates from the roof or something. Something. Something's happening there, I believe it. But I find that interesting. As far as other traditions that are not food-related, um, the Irish believe that if you put a sprig of mistletoe or holly or ivy under your pillow on December 31st, you dream of your future partner. I don't know how I feel about that. Especially yeah. when I especially when I had dreams about ex boyfriends I'd rather not ever see in life again. So I'll I'll pass that one by. <laughs> Unless it's in, dreams of Idris Elba. <laughs> well, seeing as how we never dated. Yeah, but it's the future. So. Future partners. That's true. That's true. Hope springs eternal. Yes. In Denmark, <laughs> in Denmark, they throw plates and glasses against each other's front doors, front doors, to banish bad spirits. In Ecuador, it's tradition to burn effigies of famous people to destroy bad juju from the past year and start fresh. I was curious as to why effigies of famous people. Why not like your well, not yourself, but maybe your neighbor or people you actually know. Is there some reason it's famous people? Is it that because everybody knows famous people? I don't know. Yeah, I just that's, found that interesting. A, yeah, no, I agree. That is interesting. In South Africa, it's not confetti that falls from the skies, but furniture that catapults to the ground. And though this is not a widely adopted practice throughout the country, certain areas believe that the physical act of tossing unused goods from a window sends a signal to the universe that you have let go of past grievances and are hopeful for the future. I, okay, I've seen too many Looney Tunes cartoons, and I just feel like you'd be walking down the street in this odd, wily coyote thing of just pianos falling out of the sky. Pianos mm-hmm. and safes. <laughs> just bloop, boop, 
You just looking up like, what? I'm like, I haven't played it all year. I'm moving on. Okay, great. Just give somebody some notice next time. Please. That sounds dangerous. Walking along and all of a sudden a rocking chair just comes flying out of the sky. You're like, what the? Yeah, I probably would not walk. I imagine in, in areas that they still do do this at, they probably give people warning. Hey, you know, we're cleaning house. Right. Don't come down the street. Don't come down the street. <laughs> brings whole new meaning to the movie The Purge. And basically, killed by falling furniture. Nope. That would, that would be so insulting. Like, seriously. Killed by falling furniture. So insulting. And it would be like a Looney Tunes. Yeah. Anvil just... <laughs> in Scotland, Isle of Man, in some regions of northern England, first footing is practiced and trusted. Here, locals seek out a tall, dark man to be the first person to enter their homes in the new year. He's often carrying particular gifts like salt, shortbread or whiskey to bless the home with good luck for the next 12 months and give this person a new year's wish as they walk through the door and you're good to go. And I've, I've heard of like a version of this, like here in the States. And again, it's it maybe something that's regional, but like the first person to walk through your door on new year's day, if it's a man, like you're single woman, if it's a man, you'll get married that year. I've never had that happen. So I don't know if there's any correlation at all. But I keep wondering who can I get to walk through the door. I just I don't know. I haven't fig- I haven't figured out how to gracefully na- na- navigate that one. So I'm gonna work on it still. But I have heard I have heard of that kind of tradition over here before. So yeah. If you're in Brazil, of course they like to party over there, and they like to dress up. So if you're wanting to go out and have a good time on New Year's, your outfit only needs to have one characteristic white they do indeed dress up in white for the new years for good luck inspiration for the year and frankly white is not one of my favorite colors only because it has potential to get completely jacked up at any given moment but i thought that was a neat one so new year's in japan they have bells ringing at at midnight because Buddhist temples ring bells 108 times based on the belief that it brings cleanliness. And what we mean by cleanliness is a cleansed heart, mind, soul, and body. And the concept is called Joya Nokani. I guess that's how you say it. My apologies. And the reason behind the specific number is attributed to the 108 types of earthly desires humans are thought to have. The ringing of the bells is said to leave to help you leave your old, sad, or frustrated self behind and enter the new year with a clear mind and happier resolutions. Found that I might I might try that this year. Uh, I will need somebody to keep count as I'm ringing the bell because I would probably lose count somewhere in there. But that actually seems like a, a kind of a cool New Year's tradition. I think so. That is a pretty good one. That is a pretty good one. In Romania, farmers spend their New Year's communicating with their livestock. Apparently, if they succeed, good luck comes their way. I want to know what the measure of success is. Do your livestock talk back? Mm? Or is it they just kind of respond as though they heard you? I'm just curious. How do you measure success on that? I, uh, uh, I can't help you there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had to include that one because it was funny to me. But I'm like, how do you, how do you know you've been successful in communicating with your livestock? Like you're you're literally going out there talking to the sheep and cows about what? What do you What do you discuss? Do you ask Tax them advice. how they feel about things? Maybe advice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do they like Do they like the accommodations? They feel like they're cared for. I don't know. What, what the kind of discussion do you have? I don't know. Yeah. I, but it's funny to me. It's funny to me. And no disrespect when I say it's funny, but it is It is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. And in the United, well, in the United States, a couple of things. In the early American colonies, the sound of pistol shots 
would ring out in the air as New Year's Eve crossing the New Year's Day. And that's still a thing. Trust and believe that's still a thing in a lot of places. It's so yes. irritating. I, I don't understand. I don't even know if people know why they're doing it, except they're just doing it. But yes, that's actually a thing that carried on, carried over. Yeah. From, yeah. from early times. I would have to say maybe they've switched over, though, to fireworks because that's, you know, I live in Oklahoma, which some could consider redneck central in its fireworks. We don't hear a whole lot of gunshots. So I think fireworks maybe replaced gunshots, at least in my part of the world. Mm, Obviously, it's a lot safer, but I think they still do it in certain areas around here, fired off guns. Anyway. And also in the United States, as we have done for many years, a lot of folks watch the ball drop in New York City's Times Square. So just to go into a little bit of background on that particular event, the notion of a ball dropping to signal the passage of time dates back long before New Year's Eve was ever even celebrated in New York. The first, quote, time ball was installed atop England's Royal Observatory at Greenwich in 1833. And the ball would drop at one o'clock every afternoon, allowing the captains of nearby ships to precisely set their chronometers. I found that an interesting, an interesting bit of history. That is. That's pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And around 150 public time balls are believed to have been installed around the world after the success of Greenwich, though few of them survive and still work. But the tradition is carried on in places like the United States Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., where a time ball descends from a flagpole at noon each day, and of course once a year in Times Square, where it marks the stroke of midnight not for a few ship's captains, but over one billion people watching worldwide. And that is no exaggeration because that is a big deal. So the history of the, the ball drop in New, um, excuse me, in Times Square, 1907 was the first time the ball dropped uh, from the flagpole, the flagpole on top of one Times Square. And seven different versions of the ball had been designed to signal the new year. The first one was made of iron and wood and adorned with 125 watt light bulbs five feet in diameter, and weighed 700 pounds. After that, of course, the ball has been lowered every year since then, 1907, with the exception of 1942 and 1943, when the ceremony was suspended due to the wartime, quote, dim out of lights in New York City. But crowds gathered in Times Square regardless and greeted the new year with a minute of silence, followed by the ringing of chimes from nearby trucks. In 1920, a 400-pound ball made entirely of raw iron replaced the original. In 1955, the iron ball was replaced with an aluminum ball weighing, weighing 150 pounds. They went on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> the, alu- the aluminum ball remained unchanged until the 1980s, where red light bulbs and the addition of a green stem converted the ball into an apple for the I Love New York marketing campaign from 1981 until 1988. After seven years, the traditional glowing white ball with white light bulbs and without the green stem returned. In 1995, the ball was upgraded with aluminum skin, rhinestones, strobes, and computer controls. But the aluminum ball was last lowered in 1998. For Times Square 2000, the Millennium Celebration, the ball was completely redesigned by Waterford Crystal and Philips Lighting. The crystal, the crystal ball combined the latest in lighting technology and reminding us of our past as we gaze into the future and the beginning of a new millennium. Yes, I'm quoting. It's very flu- uh, fluid language, but I like it. In 2007, for the 100th anniversary of the ball drop, Waterford Crystal and Philips Lighting created a new crystal ball with LED lights and, let's see, oh, and the well, the beauty and energy efficiency of the ball haha, inspired the nearby building owners of one Times Square to build the permanent big ball weighing nearly six tons and 12 feet in diameter. That's a big ball. The ball is now a year-round attraction. So that's a little bit of history. 
on the Times Square New Year's Eve ball. So I found that interesting and I thought I'd include it. Yeah, that is interesting. So now for a few things that I guess warnings to avoid bad luck in the new year. Many cultures think that if you step into the new year leaning with your right foot, you'll start out on the right foot, pun intended. That's right. just from the source that I pulled it from. But I guess it means you're going to have a good year if you start you start out on the yeah. right foot. I, I, I guarantee means, a dad came up with that. Probably. I guess that means when you wake up or after, let's say you go to bed before midnight and you wake up, put your right foot down first, mm-hmm. something like that. I think yeah, kind of cute. <laughs> for sure. Huh? No, I was going to say I'm definitely going to be doing that when I wake up on <laughs> January first. I don't know. I might make it this year. I'm not sure. A Polish tradition suggests that waking up early on New Year's Day means you'll wake up early for the rest of the year. That is nonsense. I have never. Yeah. I wake up early regardless, and I hate that I do. I feel I've yeah. been waking. Yeah, I've been waking up early for years and I can't help not to anymore. Sometimes I'll just roll over and go back to sleep, but that doesn't mean I don't wake up. So yeah. I know. <laughs> According to Chinese lore, tidying up on New Year's Day is thought to clean away the good luck you stored up for the new year. So, like for me, I have a habit of cleaning up house on New Year's Eve. I guess I don't have to because throwing away all my good luck. Why don't yeah. I do that? Yeah, you don't want to get rid of your juju, so I guess they're not fans of Marie Kondo on the first day of the new year. I guess so. That's, that was a very interesting thing. You're not even supposed to sweep or do the laundry or anything like that, and that's all the stuff that I do. Like, I'll do the laundry and wash the dishes and make sure everything is clean. I'm like, I'm not supposed to do that? Okay, we'll try it. Let's see. Yeah. And apparently having a full wallet on New Year's Eve means you'll be rolling in the dough all year long. What's the definition have, of a full wallet? Though? Exactly, because mine is full of receipts right now. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. And it makes me want to go out and just get a bunch of ones and just stick them in there and just see what happens. Yeah, I got like eight bucks in my wallet. Is that full? I mean, like what? What is their what is their definition of full? I guess I want to know. So if I put yeah. ones in there, does that mean I'll just have a whole bunch of ones? Or if I actually get twenties and put them in there? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that translate to? I'll be, well, if I'll your wallet is stuffed full of 20s, then you probably had a pretty good day doing something. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. But those are just a few of the probably many New Year's traditions that a lot of countries have. And again, I just I found it interesting that a few of them reflect some that we or from, like, you know, my personal experience have um, celebrated over the years. So I thought some of these were cute, especially talking to livestock. That was pretty. Yeah, that that's definitely a pretty unique uh, tradition. Yes. I mean, although I can't say that I won't be talking to at least a dog on New Year's Eve as <laughs> times change, you know, with owning multiple dogs. And you'll probably be talking to some kids, to some cats. I, I mean, I talk to them all the time anyway, so and they usually just, in general, ignore me unless they want something. But it's all good. I, those are the expectations. I have no anticipation that they will ever talk back to me. Because if they do, I'm going to check myself in somewhere, and I will send a note to everybody that I know. I'm like, I'm going to be out of commission for a few weeks, guys. Just don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's... so. Did you guys, uh, like growing up or, you know, did you do something every year with your daughter that sort of became a tradition that you guys sort of did, uh, in your family that you enjoyed? Or was it just sort of whatever came up, came up and that's what you did type of a thing? That's really it. I think the only thing that stayed consistent was the menu, you know, for New Year's Day dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, of course, making sure you had the Hoppin' Johns and we did. We do often still have collard greens and some cornbread, but those are probably the things that stay consistent. And then here lately, the last few years, uh, we've been doing, you know, hot chicken wings. So that's probably the thing that stays consistent, but everything else is just, it's just up for grabs. Like, you know, whose house we're going to or 
you know, what we're doing. Are we going to, are we going to see a movie? Are we staying in to watch a movie? Are we going to play a game? You know, it just, it just varies. It just kind yeah. of varies. Yeah. Me, so what about you? We were, we were sort of that same way growing up when my parents were married. We didn't really ever go and do anything. We just sort of watched the Dick Clark, you know, rocking New Year's Eve ball drop thing. And then when uh, my parents divorced, uh, New Year's Eve was, one of my dad's holidays, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And here in Oklahoma City, they have something downtown called opening night. And my stepmom always went to opening night. And so that's what we started doing. But because I was older when this happened, I only did it for like, you know, just sort of a couple of years. And then I got married. And some years we went to the opening night, some years we didn't. And I think Maybe when Emily was like two or three, the kids just didn't enjoy it because it's always like freezing cold and you're continually walking in and out of buildings. And then when they go to start the fireworks display, you're at the spot and you're just freezing and they didn't enjoy it. And truthfully, we didn't enjoy it. So then we sort of hung out at home or, you know, if there was a bowl game on for like OU or something, we'd watch that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I'm old and half the time I'm freaking asleep when midnight rolls around yeah that's that's how it's been the last couple of years because 2020 because for a while there i mean i think maybe three or four years prior to 2020 i was going to um church with my mom because they Mm -hmm. and i'm you know i'm i'm remiss that i did not mention watch night we would go to new year's celebrations at church which were there referred to as watch night or pretty much watching the new year come in and if you've been with us from the beginning, listening friends, you know that originated uh, sometime around the time of the Emancipation Proclamation. So go back and listen to that episode because we do <laughs> talk about it. Ha ha. Yeah, for some years before 2020, I would go with her to church. And then um, I think maybe 2019, I might have stayed home. And then 2020, you know, everything changed. So everybody was staying home. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's just. It's just been like a switch up, whatever we feel like doing literally at the mass minute. That's what we do. So, and I think I stayed home. Yeah, I stayed home last year. I'll probably do the same this year. So, yeah, I don't think we have any plans. So, I think we'll probably yeah. be staying home too, unless somebody contacts us with something and then I agree to do it. And then the day of, I'll be like, why did I agree to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's usually how it works. <laughs> That is usually how it works, but you get dressed and you go out and put a big face on and you interact with people and there's that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Darn it. Have to go people. Have to go peopling. They have to yeah. go uh, was- wassling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, goodness. But, uh, yeah, I'll be, I for one, I'm interested to see what the New Year, the New Year's going to bring. Not just personally, but, you know worldwide i'm I'm interested in and in seeing certain things resolve themselves finally on our on our home front our home political front yeah mm. yeah 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 i'm hoping 2023 is going to be a year of awesome i think so i think so like we're already and, and this is just me being all soft-hearted and stuff but i think the fact that you know you and i and all our family and friends we're all still here you know from the beginning of last, from beginning of this year to the, the beginning of the next, we're all still here. So that's a that's a damn good start. So I'm happy with that. I am happy with that. Yeah. Sorry, Heather just walked in here and she's frolicking around. Frolicking. I'm gonna write up a jingle. Frolicking. That's right. <laughs> frolicking is the word of 2023. It is. Is. Listening friends, I want you to know that even though you won't hear it, I was fighting through some bad coughing fits. But because I love you so much, I'm going to finish this episode. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> well, the good news is, unless you knows the good news, geez, apparently I've knows. lost my ability to speak. Uh, <laughs> I think we're, unless you have some more to add, we're probably at the the end of this episode. I think we are. I think we are. I think um, that was a good conversation to, or a good, I guess you could say, 
in theory, this was the second half of, of last week's episode. Yeah. As far as um, a little a little softer, gentler approach to things to round the year out. So, yeah, I like yep, it. Yep. I like yeah, that. I did too. And uh, just a, a quick programming note, because we are doing this sort of, you know, in the week before the Christmas starts off that sort of two weeks. So we will have our Christmas episode, which you would have already heard, and then you're listening to this one. But we are going to take next week off so we can have a couple weeks with family and not have to worry about recording and editing. So Indeed, indeed. Never fear, though. The new year, you will find us with, of course, new things, new topics, more than likely new guests and all that jazz. But we'll still be the same old, reliable, Yen and Jack save the world. So. Yep. We will. We will. From the both of us, thank you guys for listening in, and we hope you have a wonderful and prosperous new year. Hooray! Yes, yay! All right. Well, in all seriousness, we love you guys for listening. We appreciate it. It it just sort of, you know, we just keep going along and knowing that we have people that listen to us every week just sort of makes it worth it, so... Yes. We hope your 2023 is amazing. Yes. On that note, goodbye. Bye. Five, four, three, two, one, and a happy New Year's rockin' Eve. Hi, this is Dick Clark, live from Times Square. We're at approximately 45th Street in New York City at 1 Astor Plaza. And we've got a happy group of people downstairs, all the way downstairs at Times Square. You can't slip an envelope between them. They're so close together. Dick Clark, can you tell us what's shaking in Times Square? You don't really want to know what's shaking here. It's old Dick Clark shaking in Times Square. As always... Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're enjoying the show, hit that like button and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Let us hear your feedback. You can find us on our website, podpage.com slash kenyatta-jack-save-the-world. On Instagram at K-A-Y-A-N-D-J-A-Y-S-T-W. On Facebook, or you can email us at k.j.savetheworld at gmail.com. You can also find further information about our chosen charities at Service Dog Project at servicedogproject.org and Black Women's Health Initiative at bwhi.org. And because we always want you to be good to yourselves and others, if you or anyone you know needs help or support, please check out the resources provided by the American Psychological Association at apa.org slash topics slash crisis dash Kenyatta and Jack Save the World is a production of Hyper Focus Podcasts.